0: You're listening to the We Talk Seahawks podcast, a podcast brought to you by Seahawks UK. Stay tuned to our weekly episodes for pre-game and post-game shows, as well as fun and engaging discussions and hopefully some special guest interviews along the way. Thank you for listening, stay tuned and go Hawks! Ladies, gentlemen, 12s and football fans everywhere, welcome to the very first We Talk Seahawks podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today. Allow me to introduce myself to you. My name is James. You'll get to know me a little bit more as the podcast goes on. Um, I am the one who runs the Seahawks UK Instagram page. Um, And yeah, welcome along to our very first ever podcast. Um, Don't really know um, what I'm doing. Um, This is all very new to me. but it's something that I'm very interested in doing. Hopefully you will enjoy these podcasts. Um, hopefully we'll have a bit of fun on the way as well. I know listening to someone for an extended period of time isn't always the most exciting thing to do. So hopefully you'll have a bit of a laugh um, and it'll be a little bit lighthearted. hearted. Won't take ourselves too seriously. Um, and hopefully we'll have some fun and engaging discussions in the future and as well as today. Um, so yeah, welcome along. Obviously, this podcast is a Seahawks UK podcast, like I said. Um, so allow me to introduce myself a little bit more. Um, like I said, my name is James. I'm 21. Um, I'm from Middlesbrough, which is a little town up in the northeast of England. Um, some of you in this country, in the, in the UK, might have heard of it. I don't expect anyone stateside will have heard of Middlesbrough. Um, it's a lot like seattle really in the sense that it's kind of tucked away in the up in the corner of the country um not many people kind of you know really really come here for for any other reason than to work and to you know it's it's not a, it's not london it's not a fashionable place um but we work hard and we play hard as well um just like up in seattle that is one of the reasons why the uh, the Seahawks became my team. That's a little bit of a little bit of a hint for you, but we'll get into all that and to why the Seahawks became my team in a little bit because we obviously we asked you to submit some of your questions um, to get into into the podcast um, for me to answer. Because um, this podcast is really just like I say, it's just about getting to know me. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the 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 Jamal Adams trade um, and a few other bits and bobs that have been going on with the Seahawks, but we'll we won't go too deep into it um just because we'll save them for future podcasts um but I'll 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 go over the the kind of the layout of how this podcast is going to run um so you can kind of you know try and skip to certain parts because I understand you might not want to be sitting here and listening to me ramble on for 30 minutes or however long this podcast is going to be I won't try and keep you for too long I'm sure you're very busy Um, so let me give you a little bit of a rundown as to how this is going to work so i'll do this this little intro we'll carry on with this i'll tell you a little bit um about you know where i see the page going where i started seahawks uk um, and a few little things we've got planned and and coming up in the future with all that um we'll do a little bit of a sort of an in case you missed it kind of kind of segment um, where we'll run over a few of the news stories from the week um, mainly about the Seahawks, and we'll talk a little bit about the, the George Kittle situation from, from last night, if you hadn't heard about that. Um, and then we'll go on to the Jamal Adams trade, and we certainly could have to touch on the Greg Williams comment from yesterday, the defensive coordinator for the Jets. I don't know whether you've heard what he had to say, whether you saw our Instagram post um, where, where I posted the video of Greg Williams. Um, yeah, he was uh, a little bit salty. I think, um, a little bit of a, a little bit of a sour grapes kind of moment there for Greg, but we'll get into all that um, and why I think the Jamal Adams trade works for both teams, and then we'll get on to your questions that you submitted in, so thank you to everyone for submitting your questions, we've got some great questions and we'll get through all of them. So, to start with, um, I'll run you through why I started the page and where we see the page going and a few of the things we've got planned in the not-so-distant future. Um, so I started the page back in mid-March um, from my bedroom one night. Just was just was bored. Lockdown had just started. Um, and I kind of anticipated that there was going to be a few months of boredom ahead. Um, so I thought, well, how can I, you know, maybe occupy myself a bit better um, and give myself something to do during the days. Um, so then I was looking through Instagram. I was already on Instagram following all the Seahawks pages. Um, And out of interest, I I kind of looked on to see if there was any, you know, UK Seahawks sort of fan accounts or, you know, fan pages that were, you know, connecting everyone in in this country. And from what I could find, there wasn't really anyone sort of actively posting and actively getting involved with the the UK Seahawks community. And I I just thought that was a bit of a shame, really. Um, The Seahawks have got a massive fan base over here in the UK, certainly one of the, the top fan bases one of the top-supported teams in this country, um, so I just thought it was a real shame that, that that you know there was so many you know Seahawks fans in this in the in this country that were potentially missing out on connecting with each other and and sort of having a a specific place on Instagram to go to and sort of hear the views and opinions of other like-minded you know UK fans. Um, so that's kind of why we started the page a little bit out of boredom, a little bit out of you know disappointment that there wasn't something you know actively in place on instagram for for the uk Seahawks fans so that's why i started the page like i say at the minute it's just me who runs it but you might see on our instagram um that we are looking to expand onto multiple platforms now um and that is absolutely down to everyone who's followed us on instagram um otherwise we wouldn't be we wouldn't be expanding in, in the uh in the sort of distant, you know, future, um, in the, in the not so distant future, sorry, um, so that's absolutely everyone, you know, that that's that's down to you, um. So thank you very much for following us on Instagram. If you have, if you haven't, please do. It really makes a difference. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that's kind of why we started the uh, the the Seahawks UK page, where we see the page going. Um, well, hopefully we it it just continues to to grow. Uh, we're seeing great growth. Over 1,100 of you have followed us on Instagram, which is just amazing. It really is amazing. Um, like I say, for something that I just started in my bedroom on one lonely night in, in March for, you know, a few months down the line, four and a half months, whatever it is now, um, to be sitting at over 1,100 followers, um, it's just, yeah, it, it's pretty mind-blowing. Um, you know, and the the partners that we've got now, Um, and some of the exciting things that we've got coming up, which I'll get to in just a second. Um, But yeah, 1,100 and continuing to grow, so thank you very, very much. Um, It really means the absolute world. Um, Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, So, in the not-so-distant future, um, we've got a few exciting things coming up. You might have seen that um, we are going to be working with the guys over at the London franchise. Um, They're a YouTube channel, a relatively new YouTube channel. Um, And they just sit on their couch and talk all things football from a sort of a London fan base's, a London fan's perspective um, to try and, like I say, do what we do and try and connect the the UK football uh, fan base, which really is a big market now. It continues to grow. Uh, Millions of fans in this country and the London franchise uh, are looking at, you know, given given everyone in this country a platform um through youtube to kind of get involved and and see see our perspective of of things if you know outside of you know the the american media and and all that uh that kind of stuff um so we're going to be interviewing them or i should say they're going to be interviewing us um well it's not really an interview it's more of a discussion um and it's going to be a, a specific seahawks episode um so, like I said, we that that's probably going to go more in depth than what we're going to go to on this podcast. Um, so we'll be talking all things, you know, Jamal Adams, Seahawks training camp, you know, off season moves, the NFC West, what you know, predictions, all that good stuff. So, please do tune into that. That should be going live, I would imagine, later next week. Um, we should be doing the interview, um, at some point next week, early next week. Um so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and I hope you were looking forward to getting on that and watching that and uh seeing my lovely face for the first time because this is my voice. You will not have seen my face yet, but you will have if you watch that London franchise episode. So please do, but you know, don't don't be expecting anything stunning. I'm not, you know, you know, don't be blown away by the thing that you see because you won't be I'm just a normal bloke, normal twenty one year old lad, I'm nothing special. Um so, but, yeah, no, I can't wait to do that um that's going to be really really fun um and if you haven't already checked out the london franchise before that we before our episode, please do um they're they're genuinely genuinely really nice guys um and they've already posted some fantastic uh debates and and topics up on their up on their youtube channel that you can go and watch right now um yeah, can't speak highly enough of them lads so the in case you missed it section now there's been there's been some funny kind of business going on in the Seahawks training camp the past two days um involving a certain Kemar Siverand if you haven't heard of his name I don't particularly blame you for that um you will have very soon if you haven't already because I'm going to tell you about him um but he he got cut from the Seahawks yesterday. Um, day two of training camp, may I add? You know, day two. I mean, he's done well to get cut in day two. I mean, fair play to him. Um, but the reason why he got cut is possibly the stupidest and just just uh, it it blows your mind as to why he would even you know. Well, well, let me tell you a bit about him, and you might see why he he did what he did. Um, so Kamar Sivrand was an undrafted free agent that the Seahawks signed this season, uh coming out the back of the draft. He's a cornerback. Um nothing particularly, you know, kind of special about his game. Looks relatively physical but not sort of, you know, lacking ball skills, lacking a bit of coverage skills, um, which obviously made him an undrafted free agent for a reason. Um so he's probably, you know, very, very unlikely to make the team. Practice squad at best kind of guy. Um So he's probably got the outlook of coming into Seahawks training camp that, you know, I'm just going to be here until the season starts, then I'm going to get cut. So I'm just going to enjoy it while I'm here, you know, maybe try and pick up a few bits of information. But, um, you know, I know I'm not going to be here for the long run, so I'm just going to enjoy myself. Um, So Kamar Sivrand got cut the second day, yesterday, as as I'm filming this, it was yesterday, today's the 14th. Um, of september uh, September of august Really, yeah, i'm getting i'm getting ahead of myself already um time is moving very quickly for some reason in this kind of in this current state that we're in I thought it would drag it's not it's moving very quickly um it's been a weird year but football is is around the corner um, and we're talking football again so that's that's the best news we've had in a while um but back to kamar Sivrand. so he gets cut now players get cut every week every month for you know, during the football season for various different reasons. Most of them are, you know, your normal reasons. Maybe they're injury prone. Maybe their players started to regress. Um and maybe there's there's depth at their position and they're not specifically going to be the starter long term. So they get cut and that's fine when players get cut all the time. But Kamar Siverand he may have he may have kind of ruined his NFL career already. Um And if he never is involved in the nfl as a player again he's always kind of wrote his legacy certainly into seahawks kind of training camp folklore um as to the absolute stupidest reason for being cut um in the in the history of training camp i can't think of another cut that's been quite like this so kamar sivrand he gets cut because he brings a girl No, well it says a woman um he brings a woman into the team hotel, the Seahawks team hotel, um, and with the intention of taking her up to his hotel room, obviously. Um, but Kamal Sivran doesn't just, you know, parade this girl through the, you know, the hotel lobby, you know, showing her off and everything. He tries to really go, you know, MI six kind of James Bond kind of, you know, he really tries to get away with this, which makes it even funnier. Um, he 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 kits out this woman in full head-to-toe Seahawks gear, probably a Seahawks hoodie, Seahawks jogging bottoms, training pants, um, to make her look like one of the players. And I just hope to God it was Pete Carroll who stopped him in the in the hotel lobby because that would be just brilliant if if Sivran is kind of, you can just imagine the scene of Kamar Sivran kind of trying to fast walk through the through the hotel lobby trying not to get stopped by anyone telling this mysterious woman to keep her head down and just walk as fast as she can and then in the distance he hears Pete Carroll say oh you're all right who how was how did you find training today and he's like yeah yeah, yeah it's really good you know really enjoyed it I've I've, I've got to go got to go to the hotel room and then. Pete just says, Oh, who's that with you? And then he's like, Oh, it's just it's just uh, I don't know, one of the Seahawks players. Um and he goes, Oh well well let, let me see who it is, let me see who it is. You you doing all right? And he, and he and he kind of he puts his hand on her shoulder, kinda of turns around and he looks at her and it's a woman, it's not a Seahawks player. And you can just imagine Pete just going, Yeah, right. Um come on, there was something I was meaning to tell you. Um, you're cut. Yeah, we're not having that. Um and it just a just a Absolute, downright stupid thing to do, especially with the COVID thing going on, um, with the risk of transmission and everything like that. Bringing someone from the you know the outside of the Seahawks facility into the Seahawks facility like that, Um, just a very very stupid thing to do. But fair play to him for you know getting cut that quickly. That's an achievement in itself. Um, And like I said, I can't really think of a better excuse to get cut than that. I mean it's an awkward phone call to your family after that. You can imagine his family just being over the moon for him. You know, he's just been signed by the Seahawks. He's making the NFL. He's going to make a bit of money. This is what he's been working for all of his life and then 2 days into training camp he has to phone up his parents or phone up a family member and go, "Yeah, I've got some news, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, are you really, and this family, like, yeah, you're really enjoying training camp. Are they going to make you a, you know, are they going to think about making you a part of the team, part of the 53? He's like, no, 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 none of that. And they're like, well, what then? And he's like, oh yeah, I've been cut. I'm like, you've been cut after two days? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, well, what did you do? And he's like, oh, I brought a girl back into the hotel and, and decked her out in Seahawks gear and tried to get her up to the room, and, you know, Maybe make a few plays up in the hotel room because it doesn't seem like he was gonna make any plays on the football pitch so he's gonna try and make a few plays up in his hotel room you know go through a few you know <laughs> just oh honestly come on come on come on you are you're brilliant and stupid at the same time sorry son but that is just yeah you you've wrote yourself into Seahawks folklore already um so then we've got Jonah suet Jonah suet um you might have heard. He uh, in the past week or so, he uh, he supposedly tested positive for COVID nineteen, um, but it's later been confirmed that this was kind of like a false positive. He wasn't actually um, carrying the the, the disease. Well, the disease, the virus. Sorry, um, and then, but as, even if he even if it was a false positive, which it was, um, the NFL don't take any sort of you know, there's no lenience towards it. You have to post two consecutive consecutive negative tests in order to be allowed back into the team facility. Um, so John Osu has done that. He's posted two negative tests in a row. So he's back with the Seahawks now. So that's great news. Um, and John Osu has got a really good chance, I think, of making, I mean, I mean, not just making the 53, but getting some real solid play time in the season um, in that slot receiver role. I mean, the Seahawks signed Philip Dorsett from the Patriots in the off-season, um, which is I actually think is a really solid sign. I think him and Russell Wilson might work really well. Um, his numbers don't look great, but then we know Tom Brady isn't really a deep ball passer. He likes the quick little you know, the quick little slants, the quick little out routes, the quick little kind of, you know, five, six yard passes, just moving the chain slowly. He's a methodical player and he's brilliant at it. But he's not a deep ball passer, whereas Philip Dorset is lightning quick, loves the deep ball. Russell Wilson loves the deep ball, best deep ball throw in the NFL in my opinion. So it might. It might really work. It might really work. Um, but he he can definitely compete with him for some good good, good slot uh receiver playing time this season. So that's great news for him. Uh, Everson Griffin, um, he's off the board. He's off the market now. One of the players that the Seahawks were heavily linked with during this off season, the veteran pass rusher, um, would have loved to have signed him, but he's now signed with the Cowboys on a one-year six million dollar deal. Which seems a really, really cheap deal for a player of Everson Griffin's quality. Um really disappointed we didn't get him with, with uh with that deal. Um I think he would have been a great addition to the defensive line that is in massive need of some big time pass rushes, some big time sack numbers. Um and I think Evan Griffin, Everson Griffin would have would have definitely helped out with that a lot. Um but you know, we've got Bruce Irving, we've got Benson Mayowa, I know they're not flashy names uh, Bruce Irving slightly more than Benson Mayowa, but they both know the system they both posted, I think it was 7-8 sacks each last season which both would have led the Seahawks in sack numbers last season, so you can't really say that's not an upgrade, maybe the contracts aren't great, maybe we have slightly overpaid to get them um, but technically they've upgraded with two players there and there's still the possibility now of surely the Seahawks setting their sights setting their crosshairs on Gidevin Clowney now um and then maybe Clay Matthews on top of that as well, but certainly now Jadavian Clowney has to be target number one. Doesn't mean you pay him twenty million a year, in my opinion. Um, he's not worth that from last season. You know, if Jadavian wants to be paid like a top top level defensive end in the NFL, he's gonna have to record better than three sacks in a season. I know he wasn't fully healthy last season, so that might have influenced it a little bit. Um, but we all know Jadavian Clowney is an absolute game wrecker um when he's on the ball so i i i'd sign him i'd sign him maybe maybe 12 13 million a year max i wouldn't really be comfortable going anything more than that for a player like Jademian Clowney. and then finally george kittle signed a five year 75 million dollar deal uh just yesterday um That makes him the highest-paid tight end in NFL history. £15 a year he's going to be making. George Kittle is now not short of money. He is going shopping as soon as he can with that amount of money in his bank account. But fair play to him. I really like George Kittle. I don't like any of the 49ers players normally, Um, you know, just for being reasons of being a Seahawks fan. You you don't like the 49ers, but I can't help but not like George Kittle. He's a character. He's a kind of larger-than-life kind of guy, if you've watched any of the mic'd up series on, on the NFL's YouTube channel. He he's great fun and he's a great player. He's a great player. Um and he, to be fair, fully deserves that kind of money, in my opinion. I think that'll be a great, you know, deal in the long run. Um so now let's get on to Jamal Adams. And more specifically, the Greg Williams comments from last night, um the defensive coordinator for the Jets. Um obviously a big reason in in trading the, you know, Jamal Adams. He was one of the main kind of guys who would have been involved in that in, in soliciting that trade. Um, so Greg Williams came out on an interview and said, Jamal may get bored of being in Seattle. Um, trying to say that because he won't be involved in the players as much, the Seahawks won't, you know, kind of blitz him, kind of get him involved in the tough tackling, hard hitting kind of things that, you know, that he, he proclaimed the Jets got him involved in. Um... Yeah, I don't really understand that, Greg. Uh, to be perfectly honest, um, I think you were eating a fair few sour grapes last night, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, I mean, just looking at a few, I was looking at a few numbers, a few records last night from the Jets and, and the Seahawks. Since Jamal Adams was drafted in 2017, the Jets have gone 16 and 32 in the regular season since 2017. The Seahawks have gone 30 and 18. Um, so I think Jamal might have possibly have already been bored and that's why he's asked to be traded I'm not trying to you know dump on the dump on the Jets here and, and you know kind of you know try and run them into the dirt but um I just think I, I don't understand how you can say if Jamal gets bored playing with the Seahawks contending for Super Bowls every year because we've got Russell Wilson and now a legitimate passing offence with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett um and a a top top secondary with all the guys we've got back there now and with Jamal Adams obviously if Jamal Adams is going to get bored on a team like the Seahawks um, I I don't think it's going to work for him anywhere to be perfectly honest Um, so I don't really understand them comments like I say a little bit of salt a little bit of sour grapes from the Jets side there Um, but Jamal Adams is here now he's beautiful he's with the Seahawks we don't care what they have to say He's gonna show them why he's not getting bored. He's gonna be really, 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 really important for the Seahawks in the coming years. Um, I think it's a great move for both teams. Look, if Jamal Adams didn't want to be on the Jets, it's a great haul for the Jets. Um, two first round picks in in you know, back to back years. Um, and then a, a mid round pick and, and Bradley McDougald as well. Um so it's a it's a good haul for a player that that wanted to to leave for the Jets. Um but and people might argue about the compensation that the Seahawks had to give up to go and get Jamal Adams, but there's no arguing that Jamal Adams is the best safety in the league, in my opinion. Uh, I think that's kind of the, the majority of everyone who follows the NFL um, and has watched Jamal Adams play. He's he's the best in, in his position in the game, and, and the Seahawks have just added him to their roster, so the Seahawks instantly become better, and the Seahawks are in win-now mode. They're not in win-now mode, you know, for no reason. We've got a great team, in my opinion. We just need the offensive line to step up and the defensive ends and the defensive line to produce some more sacks. And I think we'll be right there come the end of the season, I really do. Um, so that's all I've got to say about Jamal Adams. Um, we'll get into that kind of trade a little bit more in future podcasts. And like I say, probably on the London Franchise episode for YouTube in a, in a couple, of, couple of days' time when we record that, hopefully. Um, so now, let's answer some of your questions like i say i've got a great response so many of you have got your questions in for us so i really really do thank you for that you've made this segment possible and we'll be making this a regular segment in the future going forward as well um so let's just get straight into it. we've got the first question from alexander and alexander asks he asks two questions he asks are you excited for a new look secondary and do you think Clowney will resign so, answer your first question. I'm excited for my new look secondary. I am as excited as I was when I first kind of started watching the Legion of Boom, um, with all the players like that. I'm not saying this secondary are the Legion of Boom. They're not going to be the Legion of Boom, but this is the best secondary unit we've had since since them. You know, them players since Richard Sherman since L Thomas left. Um, I think we've got now the best secondary in the league. Um, I mean. Just that identity of the Legion of Boom, that kind of cockiness. We know we're better than you. We're hard hitting. If you come our way, we're gonna either you know hit you really hard, or we're gonna take the ball off you and go and you know give our offense a chance to go down the field. Um, and I think the like I say, the Seahawks have really lacked a kind of a big, big time leader, big loud mouth leader, you know, physical guy back there leading the leading the secondary unit. Um, and I think Jamal Adams comes in and, and will do that for, for some time for the Seahawks so I really like our new look secondary I think it's 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 certainly top three possibly the best secondary in the league now um, and do I think Clowney will resign? yes I do do you know what I do if you would have asked me just the other day um, when Everson Griffin was still on the market because I was utterly convinced that Everson Griffin was the guy for the Seahawks and I think many people were when we kind of heard Clowney's contract demands. Um but now Everson Griffin's on the board and if the Seahawks are really serious about upgrading their pass rush, Clowney has to be on this team next season, I think. Um like I say, he wasn't fully healthy last season. Um only three sacks, but he showed how how sort of how much of a game wrecker he could be, even when not fully healthy. You know, just the fact that teams have to kind of double team him, you know, opens up more opportunities for, for other pass rushers and other players on that defensive line to maybe have a have an easier run at the quarterback. So for me, I do think Carney will resign. Like I say, hopefully not on too much of an expensive deal. Hopefully the Seahawks don't just sign him for any kind of money just for the sake of signing him and getting him back into the facility. Um, hopefully they're, they're kind of sensible with it and they don't just go out and give him 20 million a year, which I don't think he's worth at this point, certainly on a one-year deal. Um, so thank you for that question Alexander that was a really good question um, Seahawks Analysis asks does Dunbar and Adams make the Hawks a top 10 secondary I think it's better than that I think it's better than top 10 I like I say I think it's top 3 easily possibly the, the best in the league um, just I mean Quandria Diggs Pro Bowl with maybe all pro potential but certainly Pro Bowl Shaquille Griffin at cornerback Definitely a Pro Bowl cornerback with all pro potential. Um, then you've got, hopefully, fingers crossed, we've got Quinton Dunbar for the, for the coming season, who is one of the top cornerbacks in the league, in my opinion. I think he was PFFs. He was either their top-rated or their number-two-rated cornerback last season. He might have even have been the top-rated one, according to PFF. Um and now you add Jamal Adams back there. And and do you know what else makes this Seahawks secondary so good? It's the strength and depth now. When you think of Marquise Blair, you think of Ugo Mardi, Trey Flowers. Um there's just so much strength and depth in multiple positions on this Seahawks secondary now. Um so yeah, I'm really, really excited for this secondary unit, and it's definitely a top ten. No no question about that. Um it's whether it's number one. Do you know what I think it is? Maybe that's a little bit of bias, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's certainly top three, definitely a top ten secondary, um, but still a great question. Thanks for that Seahawks analysis. Um, then we've got Books UK, Books UK um, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan page for the UK. They're on Instagram. They're a great bunch of guys. If you don't follow them uh, on Instagram as well, please do go and go and check them out. If you're possibly a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, or if you're just a UK NFL fan, um, going the game in this country is what it's all about. So go and follow them. They ask, will Wilson get MVP this year? Good question. Um, sorry, Seahawks fans, but he isn't because the NFL just seems to have an agenda against Russell Wilson. I mean, no, zero MVP votes in his entire career. Zero, none, not even one. I mean, I just don't get it. Um, he, he's, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is, is going to get the nod, the nod over being the best quarterback in the NFL um, but Russell Wilson is certainly second at, at worst um, and wouldn't it be great if the Super Bowl was the Seahawks and the Chiefs and we could finally settle that debate of whether it's Mahomes and Wilson um, but yeah, will he win the MVP this year? He probably should, he will probably play, most likely play at an MVP level again this year as he seems to do every year Um and and the thing I don't really get is the the whole the whole name is most valuable player. Um, without Russell Wilson, the Seahawks are not a playoff team, in my opinion. The Seahawks, without a, without your general kind of top top fifteen, if the Seahawks had like a top fifteen, you know, middle of the road quarterback, um, I won't try and think of an example because I don't want to put any disrespect on anyone's name. But um, you can probably think of one yourself. If they had someone like that. The Seahawks are not a playoff team. They're certainly not competing for a Super Bowl. Um, they're an absolute wild card chance at best. Um, middle of the road, eight and eight, maybe nine out seven at best with a with a middle of the road quarterback. Um so Russell Wilson surely is the most valuable player to that that team that you know, the the team that he plays for in the NFL, which um so yeah, I don't really I don't really see the you know I think they they've kind of gone away from the whole point of the award recently. Um so no I don't think he'll get MVP but he'll probably play like he should as he always seems to do. We love Russell Wilson, absolute legend on and off the field um, and I can say very comfortably on the uh, on the behalf of every single Seahawks fan we are absolutely delighted that Russell Wilson is on our team. Um, so then we're going to finish with four questions from Kieran. Um, Kieran was very active on the questions so thanks for that Kieran. Kieran um, his first question was the best Seahawks game you've ever watched. Um, the best Seahawks game I've ever watched, outside of probably the obvious one being the Super Bowl 48 uh, against the Broncos, where we won the Super Bowl. Um, the best Seahawks game, I would either have to say the NFC Championship game against the Packers, the, the, the comeback, um, just an unbelievable game. You know, it was very close to turning it off at half-time um because it was just an absolute it was just a nightmare russell wilson threw i think something like five interceptions um in the game it was just a it was just looking like we were getting embarrassed and it was down and it was done by half time um and then they somehow came back I, we still don't know how they came back to this day um just an unbelievable comeback um but yeah uh so it's either that one, um but you know I think I think the San Francisco Forty ers game last season, the, the uh the prime time game, where we won in overtime thanks to the Jason Money Myers field goal in overtime. Um, that game was a real, real roller coaster. Um because it felt like such an important game. It felt like that was gonna be the possibly the decider for the for the NFC West and obviously the the home round for the for the playoffs, you know, getting getting them home games for the playoffs. Um Obviously it didn't work out like that, but at the time it, it felt like that was what it was gonna come down to. Um, so that was a great game as well. I absolutely loved watching that game. Not at certain points, at certain points I felt like I was you know, my heart was gonna give out, but um, yeah, that was a great game. That was a really fun game to watch. A kind of game where after it's done and you know you've won, you can kinda of sit back and go, Wow, that was a I've just watched a really, really special game. So then Kieran asks, who is your favourite player? Who is my favourite player? Um, Currently, on the current team, like I say, it's hard for me to say anyone else but Russell Wilson. Um, Like I say, just the absolute reason why the Seahawks are competitive every single season. Um, All time, all time. Probably Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin was kind of one of the main reasons why I, sort of sort of really you know he he was one of the main reasons why I kind of fell in love with the Seahawks that underdog story undrafted undersized I could relate with that um you know not the biggest everything was telling you Doug Baldwin shouldn't be able to play receiver in the NFL that's what everyone was saying uh and then Doug Baldwin goes and have you know Has one of the best careers of an of a Seahawks wide receiver ever outside of the likes of Steve Largent. Um, Just, just one of the, you know, if the game was on the line or you needed, or you know, Wilson was gearing up a big play, he was he was going for he was going for Doug Baldwin every time. Um, Just made some of the best players, some of my favorite memories of watching the Seahawks are are, are Doug Baldwin touchdowns, Doug Baldwin catches. Um, He was the, I think he was the first jersey i ever had was a dub baldwin jersey um so yeah yeah uh, no dub baldwin all time for me since i started uh which i'll get to in a second because i can see that that's uh one of your other questions um which i'll get to now um so kieran then asks why did you pick the seahawks um so it was back in sort of late 2012 early 2013 um Probably just came home from school one day, um, and was just on YouTube browsing as you do, and you know if you've ever been, you know if you ever browse through YouTube, if you use it regularly, you just get some random stuff in your recommendations, just completely things you've never searched for, not related to anything you've ever searched for. Um, and one of these things that I came across was a was a highlight uh, video of, of of a Seahawks game. Um. I was like well what on what on earth is this? I could see it was obviously a sport, you know, um, and I could tell it was American football. I knew what American football was, but I didn't really I didn't really know anything about the teams, the rules, anything like that, so just out of curiosity, I watched it um watched the big plays, the big throws, big catches, big hits, and just kind of I don't wanna to sound too cringy and too kind of you know as you Americans would say too corny um in the fact that it was just a an instant, you know, instantly fallen in love with it. Uh, but it kind of was because it, certainly the interest was was started from from there. It was and you know just completely gripped with it. Um, and then for the the rest of twenty thirteen, I'd, I'd keep watching sort of highlights and and uh, highlights of like the Legion of Boom, highlights of Russell Wilson, um, highlights of of you know. Just general Seahawks games because I don't know why, but there was something that that kept bringing me back to the Seahawks. Even though I was watching lots of different teams with lots of different highlights, something just kept bringing me back to the Seahawks. So then, for the twenty fourteen season, um, the season after they after they won the Super Bowl, when the the actual uh, Super Bowl forty yeah, eight, was one of the first games I watched fully. Um, so that that twenty fourteen season, I decided, you know what. Um, let let us let's, let's start. You know, watching some games live, um, and I did, and then I found out. You know, kind of realized the significance of the number twelve to the Seahawks, and uh, a little bit, uh, you know, something else about me. That number twelve for me has always been my lucky number. I don't know why, just always has been since I was a really young kid. Um, even up to now, it's still my lucky number. Always has been. So then I found out the significance of the number twelve to the Seahawks and to the team and the fans. And it was just kind of like, I could just tell that this was the team for me. The fans were amazing. Stadium was amazing. The uniforms were great. I love the love Seahawks the uniforms. One of the best in the league, in my opinion. But I would say that. Um, but uh, yeah, and just, just, just fell in love with it completely. The, The, the kind of, it's, it's the weird sort of mix of it being such a simple game you just throw the ball and try and get 10 yards within four goals and if you don't the other team get the ball or you kick a field goal whatever but it it's so much more complex with all the players and you know it, it's it's really just such an exciting sport um anything can happen on any play you can go from being you know two scores up you know two three uh touchdowns up and then you know, your team can throw a pick six and then you can fumble a kickoff return and the game's just thrown in, you know, complete and utter madness. It's just, it's just a really, really, really great sport um, and I've loved it ever since then. So that's what, uh, six, seven years I've been following the Seahawks now. Um, and yeah, um, still still ridiculously late to watch some of the games like the 49ers game last season. As I'm sure some of you UK Seahawks fans will have done as well. Um, i mean that's a five thirty a.m finish for me you know kicks off at like 1 1:30 a.m finishes at 5 a.m five thirty a.m it's a it, it it's a long time to stay up if you lose um but it, it it's absolutely worth it i wouldn't trade it for anything i love watching the games whatever time they're on watch all of them as, as much as i can um whenever i can um and touching on that obviously i don't know whether you've you've, you've seen i probably should have mentioned this in the in case you missed it section um but our our kind of main sports distribution channel in the UK, Sky Sports, uh, announced just yesterday or was, might have been the day before. Um I think it was the day before, um I think it was two days ago. But they announced that um they were signing a five year deal with the NFL uh to to broadcast the, the, the NFL on Sky Sports permanently twenty four seven with a dedicated channel called I'm guessing Sky Sports NFL uh for the next five years. So that is going to be absolutely brilliant for the growth of the game, the continued growth of the game in this country. Um, like I say, making games much more accessible for people to watch. So that's massive. That's great news. Um, anything like that, anything for growing the game in this country is great. You've got the NFL, the NFL Academy now, which is which is really taken off. Um, which, if you haven't checked out, it's kind of just like a. Well, well, it it's what it says it is. It's an academy for for kind of university age age guys to to go and play with you know former NFL coaches and NFL trained coaches and stuff like that, um, and 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 the guys can can graduate and go on to to play college in in America. It's a great great system, um, and you can just see that the game is really growing, really really growing exponentially now in in this country and across the UK and across Europe for that measure. Um, so that was another great question, thanks for that Kieran. and your final question, the final question of the podcast, have you ever been to a game? Um, Yes I have Um, yes I have, not in Seattle though, Um, I actually attended my first ever NFL and first ever Seahawks game back in 2018 at Wembley Stadium where we played the Raiders, Derek Carr's Raiders um, and Marshawn Lynch's Raiders, that was the season that Marshawn Lynch signed back with the, the Oakland Raiders as they were known then now the las vegas raiders obviously and um oh it was just uh just an amazing experience once in a lifetime kind of experience that i thought would never never happen um once i started following the seahawks you know seattle's so far away it's so far away it's 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 a good 11 12 13 hour flight whatever it is um but do not do not get me wrong, I'm going to go out to Seattle, I've got to go out to CenturyLink Field, it is amazing, it looks amazing, and just to be able to to be in that atmosphere for a couple of hours, even if it's only ever once, just to go there once would just be, yeah, it, it's right at the top of the bucket list. But to answer your question, yep, yeah, I have been to a Seahawks game, um, beat the Raiders, what was it, 24-3? against the Raiders, we nearly blew them out and then they scored a a second half field goal Um, but yeah, it was an unbelievable experience Um, getting out the stadium was a bit of a nightmare um, just with the amount of people there I've never actually been in a stadium the size of Wembley before, something like 90 odd thousand it was amazing, it was amazing to be in a stadium that big Um, absolutely full to the rafters, mainly with Seahawks fans which was just amazing as well and just showed the amount of support the seahawks have in this country and you know after that i saw so many things on social media saying that it kind of reminded the the you know the the seahawks fans from seattle that it felt like a felt like the a seahawks game in seattle it felt like a home game um it was just amazing absolutely amazing um seeing russell wilson throw a touchdown pass to to Doug baldwin um was it Doug baldwin i can't even think now um I think I think Doug Baldwin scored a touchdown. I'm pretty sure he did. That's pretty bad if I can't remember, actually. Um, my memory's gone already. That's awful. Um, but just to see Russell Wilson live right in front of me and Doug Baldwin and all the... Just, oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable experience. Um, but that rounds it up for this week's podcast. What, we're on 44 and a half minutes. Oof, I've kept you for quite a long time. I do apologise for that. I won't try and make them as long as this um but your questions have been fantastic um hopefully you've you've enjoyed listening to me for this first ever podcast hopefully you'll keep tuning in would love for you to keep tuning in um like i say it's weekly episodes um and then we can make a few exceptions if there's any major major breaking news um during the the kind of the days where we weren't scheduled to film the record the podcast. but yeah, weekly episodes we'll be doing when the season kicks off in well, it's just under four weeks' time now. It's nearly here, guys, it's nearly here. Um just hold on for another four weeks and it'll be back. Um so we'll be doing pre game and post game sort of previews and reviews. Um hopefully we'll try and get some some other kind of UK fan base guys or you know, UK fans or whoever to come on if if we're, you know, playing against, you know, their team to come on and kind of give Give the rundown of, of, of their team from their perspective and kind of just do like a like a pregame show for each game and a and a, and a postgame show. Hopefully, maybe maybe down the, further further down the line, we'll get a few special guests on. Um, maybe you know maybe ex players, um, you know maybe some some like uh, I don't know reporters or something like we'll we'll see we'll see the possibilities for this podcast. are hopefully uh very sort of very high, very limitless. Um hopefully we'll take this um to a to as many people as we can. Um and like I say I hope you've enjoyed um listening to me uh ramble on for what is it now, four, six and a half minutes. I won't keep you for much longer and won't keep you for any longer in fact. I'm gonna let you go but like I say, massive, massive thank you for joining me today. Um and yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Um like I say Look out for that London Franchise uh, episode coming later next week um, where you'll see my beautiful face for the first time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we'll hopefully have another episode next week. I think we're going to talk about the uh, the draft and I'll go over the draft recap, the off-season, um, and that'll be next week's episode. But thank you for listening. I've really enjoyed this. Hopefully you have as well. Hopefully... Um, You've you've found it useful, you've found it engaging, um and like I say, we'll make this a weekly thing. So thank you everyone. Really, really, really appreciate you tuning in and hope you hopefully you stay safe, keep staying safe, um in this weird old time that we're living in. Um but Seahawks football is nearly back, baby, let's go, let's go, Super Bowl, yeah, let's go. Thanks for tuning in everyone. See you next week.